Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. DNVR bar, where the A stands for embarrassing, unacceptable, unacceptable. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, the the when uh, George Payton was talking about Sunday's game, boy, did he emphasize those yep. two words. And for the A, I'll say he emphasized the A. I mean, it was really he was talking like this, and then he said embarrassing, yep. unacceptable. Yep. Uh, very clearly trying to show the man sitting next to him that he agrees with his feelings about it. <laughs> At least that's how I interpret it. Uh, we, of course, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Head over to DraftKings Sportsbook. Use the code DNVR when you sign up to get all sorts of incredible deals uh, and promotions from our friends at DraftKings. And a lot of people tuning in right now to find out mm-hmm. what we learned from this as the Broncos take their first step into the coaching search. And we'd really appreciate it if you all hit us with a thumbs up. So many of you have already. We appreciate it. Hit us with a thumbs up. Subscribe. Turn on alerts so you know when we're going live because we know coaching searches will sometimes make us go early, late, midday. So make sure you turn on those alerts mm-hmm. and subscribe so you get to see every show. All right, guys. I want to start this with a familiar question on this show. Mm. Um, A big reaction question. After this press conference, do you feel better or worse about the direction of this coaching search for the Denver Broncos? Henry, I'll start with you. I feel about the same. It didn't really move the needle for me. I think it was a lot of kind of what I expected to hear for the most part. No real details about anything. Yeah, about the same. Nervous and excited. For, for what this is, and the reason is, is because Greg Penner made it very clear what the standards are for the Broncos, and if you don't live up to it, he's going to make changes and hold you accountable, and he's not going to give you the length of your contract. A contract to Greg Penner means nothing other than the money that is on there you're going to get. You may get it in 15 games if you do bad. You may have to work all five years and then get an extension from that. So that's a good thing, is that the owner really wants to win. Mm -hmm. And that's his number one thing. Nervous, though, because, as we'll talk about, there's a lot of things that about that mentality that may not be the best in sports. And sometimes it is the best, though. So you have to walk a fine line. And this is our first glimpse of truly Greg Penner as an owner. 
what he's going to do with the football side. And uh, it's walking a tightrope right now on if it's great or if it's very nerve-wracking. Fair. You guys know me. I, I'm an optimist. Uh, and normally in situations like this, it's, it's all words. It's really easy to win with words. It is. Every press conference you should win. You should. I feel so much worse. Oh, no. Wow. So much worse. Tell me why. Um, they don't have a plan. Mm. And I don't think you should ever fire anyone unless you have a strong and concise plan for what the replacement is. And the way that they spoke about the game on Sunday, I actually thought the way they spoke about it and how embarrassing it was, was embarrassing for them. Oh, oh really? Uh, why? Because it just showed, it, it, it illuminated how reactionary this decision was. Now, they were going to fire him. You think so? I think they were going to fire him. I, I said it in the roundtable before the game on Sunday. And the fact that essentially they said, this is unacceptable, this is too embarrassing, we can't stand one more day of Nathaniel Hackett as our head coach, and then said that on the podium was very concerning for me. But oh, okay. Go ahead. That's exactly what I thought had happened before, though. Like when they say, like, yeah, we hadn't made any decisions about what we were going to do. Um, we, do we didn't have a decision made going into that week. Then he lost that game. We realized we don't think it's going to be the guy. We'd be doing him a disservice if we, we keep him around any longer. And I think that that's the right way to do it. Once you realize he's not the guy, you get him out. Fair enough. I just don't think you, that's the way you, uh, you should make decisions as a leader of an organization. I think you should make decisions with a plan. And really so if you, just if you just realized for the first time on Sunday, yeah. we're going to fire Nathaniel Hackett, then take your time, in my opinion, to have a plan in place by the time that you do that. Because they didn't even get their first choice for interim head yeah, coach. Yeah. As I, you know, uh, told everyone on the show yesterday, or at least tried to point everyone in that direction. Um, they didn't have, so they had a plan for interim coach. That plan has already failed. They had to go to their backup plan there. To me, when you're in charge of an organization, you need to have a plan in place anytime you make any decision as to why you're making it and what the next steps are. And there was a lot of, well, well it's only been 24 hours. Um, so we're still kind of figuring it out. It's like, no, that's not, that's not the way this is done. The other thing is, if you have someone in a position and you don't trust them to do that job, just like if you feel that way about Nathaniel Hackett, they're not your person to do that job. So George Payton, what's he doing here? Because if he's not, you know, leading the search and in charge of the football side of things, as they said he was going to be when he was hired, what's his what what's his role? What's he doing here? Yeah, that's one of the biggest takeaways here. We learned and we talked about it from the statement that was released mm -hmm. that Greg Penner is going to be leading this search. By the way, Greg Penner got here four months ago, said he wasn't really a football guy, was still going to learn a lot about that, obviously, on the job. Four months to learn a whole business, then the football side. Is, I don't think is enough to become this football guy and know everything. Now he's leading this search, though, the most important search that this organization is going to have for hopefully many years for now, but at least for this next season, uh, he's now leading that search. And then today we found out that the head coach was going to report not to Greg or not to George Payton, but to Greg Penner himself. So George Payton has lost a lot 
of power and responsibility in this right now. And to me, this is something where I think it's only a matter of time. Unless things go, I, I actually don't even know. On the football field, I don't know if George Payton will be around come the start of next season. And I, in the press conference, Greg Penner was asked something about like the identity of the offense yeah. and the identity of the defense. And like multiple times within the answer, he said, like, yeah, I'm kind of, like, new to football, and mm -hmm. this is I'm, – I'm not exactly – I don't remember the exact terminology, but, like, uh, I'm not – I think he just said I'm new. I'm new to the sport. I'm new to – or whatever. Mm -hmm. I'm new to the game. I don't want that person running my football team. I, I was in favor and liked the idea of the Waltons buying the Broncos because of the money. They yeah. have unlimited money, and that gives you a lot of advantages. Never, ever, ever did I want them making football decisions. And when you are an owner of a business like this, it is your job at the top to put people in positions mm -hmm. below you that you believe are experts in their field and allow them to make decisions and run their part. They have stripped George Payton of his power in this situation mm -hmm. and essentially are saying, I think we got this. And the, they even said the search committee is going to make be made up of Greg, mm -hmm. Rob, Carrie, Condi, as they call her. Uh, and and he also threw in that Condi just helped lead the Stanford head coach search. Mm -hmm. So so she's kind of an expert at this. She, did, she knows what to do. Why did they get Coach Prime? Those. That would be my first question. <laughs> um, <laughs> after that, it's George Payton. I think he's like... The bottom of the list when it comes to, yeah, yeah, you get to come on the flights. Mm, and to boil it down to a football perspective, to kind of put it into those words of what you're saying, Ryan, is you want and think a good owner should be like Pat Bolin. Hire people, be in the building still, but, but hold people accountable, be there, mm -hmm. see what things are going on, but let Mike Shanahan run the show. Let the people that you hire run the show. Mm -hmm. And kind of what you're saying is you're getting uh, – concerns and a lot of people in men uh, on Twitter are saying this of maybe they're taking the Jerry Jones route in terms of just saying this is my team I'm gonna do this even though I'm not the expert but yeah. the thing is to me right now is when they're hiring the people to run everything so like it's it, the, the what the owner does is they hire the GM to run that side of things they hire the coach to run that sort of things those are the people like that person just doesn't exist because you hired fired Nathaniel Hackett you know you brought Pat Bowen and Mike Shanahan Mike Shanahan's the head coach. That's what they're trying to fill right now is that guy who does run everything for the owners. It's the owner's job to pick those people. But the owner should also pick a GM. That should have been the move before hiring a head coach. I don't want my owner being in charge of hiring the head coach. And that's <sighs> that's why I feel more, even more so of it now that Nathaniel Hackett and George Payton probably should have been a package deal. You, I do. You, you I keep agree them you. both. Or you move on from them both because just the way I see it, and Jose in the comment section has already has already said it. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they moved on from George Payton after the draft. Mm -hmm. That is so backwards. It's so is backwards. It? Hire a GM to hire the coach. And, and I don't think I don't is disagree. that is that really how that works now though? Because one of the things Greg Penner says is that the the GM typically now is not the person the head coach reports to. And it's really hard to go through and check all those things. But it doesn't like like it has been different in Denver because they've had that like vice president of football yeah. operations slash general manager job. And so the coach kind of does go that way. But 
I just am not willing to say that that is more normal than. But I don't. This is coming from a self-proclaimed guy who said, "I'm not going to, yes, you know, meddle in football operations." I I don't think it matters how it is around the league. How it is in Denver (laughs) right now was that George Payton, the head coach, was reporting to him. So I don't. I think that was kind of a layup, a nice thing for Greg Penner to say to not make it seem like George Payton mm-hmm. was losing a bunch of power. And in re- in actuality, I think that is just Greg Penner trying to be nice to him um, while really changing the dynamics of not just the organization, but George Payton's job and responsibilities. Yeah. Definitely. But again, I think the reason it was structured that way was because there was no owner. And so it was just John Elway running everything, filling that role. And I do think that this is... It does seem like the head coach is typically it feels like report like mike shanahan was not reporting to a gm you know josh mcdaniels is not reporting to a gm like in at least through broncos history it doesn't seem like that's normal when again like the broncos are hiring the people who run things like at some point you are the top of the command you have to hire the people who run football operations they're not running football operations at the same time though now you're going to hire a head coach Mm -hmm. and then hire a gm and so those two aren't going to be, you know, uh, intertangled, intertwined. Um, and that's really important to me. The head coach and the GM should be on the same page. Mm-hmm. We always talk about this. There's four layers to it. Owner, GM, head coach, quarterback. Those four got to be on the same page. Uh, and, and I think in all successful, you know, top of the line organizations, they are. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that doing it out of order makes for a weird thing because now you're going to, what, what if you hire your new GM, your new GM comes in and doesn't like the coach. What do you do? Mm-hmm. Well, well it, it, we, we saw this situation happen. Um, actually, well, two years ago when Vic Fangio helped hire, uh, George Payton. And what did we say? Boy, this is awkward. It's backward. This, this is yeah. weird. It was backward. And now it, it's kind of not the exact same thing, but along those lines. And, and I guess, the way I view this right now, guys, and I want to get both of your opinion, um, because they're both reporting, the head coach, new head coach, and GM will both be reporting to Greg Penner, there's bound to be some disagreements. If it's mm-hmm. a small thing, then maybe let the head coach, GM decide. But when it's a big disagreement, let's say when talking about the future at quarterback, mm-hmm. and George Payton and the head coach disagree, who do you think Greg Penner is going to side with the guy that he hired exactly and that's just that's do you do you agree hank that that's backwards yeah and i'm agreeing with you that's why i think it's backwards and and that's why why i think it's weird but it's okay that that we disagree on this um but i think we need to talk about the one i just mentioned russell wilson the the one other thing i will say i agree if it's shane steichen like if it's some new coach then yeah it makes sense if you're going after jim harbaugh I feel perfectly fine saying, okay, Jim Harbaugh is our guy. That is who's building things. We want to get him in place and then figure out GM. If you bring in a GM and say, here's what you're going to do. You have all these responsibilities. And then you say, oh, actually, it's Sean Payton, the head coach. Sean Payton has a lot of control over the roster. That might not be what the GM signed up for. So I do think if you're going after one of these like top-end head coaches, mm-hmm. it makes a lot more sense. I think that's a but, good point. But then, but then that top-end head coach is your general manager basically and and he's not bringing on someone above him he's instead bringing someone below him and then the gm is going to report to sean payton and it's going to be very clear there are organizations like that yes there are but i think there are organizations where it's very clear the head coach has command of everything bill belichick but i do think that's okay that's okay to have 
But that's not what they're saying is going to but happen. I still now. think that's order of command. Again, they're next to each other. They both report to Greg Penner. The tiebreaker is absolutely Jim Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh gets his way. I don't know that it's necessarily he is now the guy who hires and fires the GM. I think no. what you're saying can work the best way, which is essentially they hire Jim Harbaugh, and then Jim mm -hmm. Harbaugh says they essentially bring in a figurehead GM who is in charge of like scouting and yep. those sort of things. Yeah. And maybe it can be George Payton if those exactly. two get along great because we know that he's good at the scouting stuff. I think it'd be a good fit. Um, but he doesn't make the personnel decisions. I think it's more likely that Jim Harbaugh says, yeah, this is my guy. Bring him in. He's who I trust. There, That can work. It's an odd chain of command, in my opinion. Um, By the way, that's what's going to happen. Next reason why I don't feel good. Not that I think they should have. I actually... I'll give them the benefit of the doubt on this one. I don't know. I don't even know what the right answer is. But they have no confidence in Russell Wilson. None. Mm. And they probably shouldn't. So maybe that's mm. a good thing. That abs I, I, I come away from that encouraged because it means they've yeah. opened their eyes yeah. to what you're, they've you're, seen on I the think field. That's fair. Uh, and what we heard when asked about it multiple times about Russell Wilson, I believe Greg Penner said glimpses. We've seen glimpses of him being good. Sick when uh, you have a rookie quarterback. And, it, and, and we've seen flashes, I believe, is the other yeah. word that was used by George Payton. So they both pointed to those things, but that was about it. And in terms of like, it wasn't like, um, and, and actually, we have a clip to play, but I think it was interesting the way, the different way that Greg Penner talked about it and the difference that George Payton talked about it. Really quick, mm -hmm. we won't play this clip, but I found it very interesting when Mike Kliss asked, what makes you think he's fixable? The camera was on Greg Penner and Greg Penner just goes, <laughs> and the camera, at George Payton and the camera just pans <laughs> over to George Payton. It's like, that's what I would have done too. If I was Greg Petter, I said, yep. yeah, George, what does make you think he can be the quarterback? That was, he was the first nine years of his career. Um, but we do have a clip. Listen closely uh, to what George Payton said about the hiring a head coach who is on the same page with, he was directly asked with Russell Wilson. Yeah, I think it's it's really important that uh, whoever we hire, you know, has a relationship with the quarterback, Russ, whoever are you know the court, the backups, um, but the entire offense as well, the the entire defense. Um, we need someone you know to fix the special teams, you know. So really, the the all three phases is is what uh, you know we want our coach to to be an expert in, not just one person. Forward. Did you catch it? Yeah, I, I caught it. But he said, Russ, whoever, and then went to backup. The yeah. question was, does the coach need to be on the same page with Russell Wilson? He said, I think it's important, really important, that whoever we hire has a relationship with our quarterback, period. Russ, whoever are the backups, mm -hmm. very close to saying whoever our quarterback is, in my opinion. I'm reading between the lines. You, you are, and I think that's a fair place to mm -hmm. read in between the lines of, but I think... That, but then more so just the flashes and glimpses and not the I am 100% confident yeah. in Russell Wilson turning this thing around. Uh, and then something else in that in that answer was, yeah, this this is all about Russ. What did Nathaniel Hackett say week in and week out from the day he was hired till pretty much mm -hmm. the day he was fired? This is all about Russ. It's all about building it around Russ. There was none of that today. And in that answer, we heard it. It was sure he needs to fit with Russ or whoever the backup, but then special teams, defense, the rest of the offense. 
they are making it very clear this is just not about mm -hmm. Russell Wilson. And it it wouldn't have been a surprise if they came out and said it was all about mm -hmm. Russ today. Yep. The biggest part to me was when I think it was Greg said uh, Russell knows he needs to be better. We know he needs to be better. And he knows or we think he knows what he needs to do this offseason to, to yeah. be better. Or From, he knows like he knows what to do this exactly. offseason to get better. And, and and that's why, I mean, he he needs to get in shape. And I think mm. that's the big thing to me. And I think that that was them pointing to that saying he needs to come back, you know, maybe change up the diet a little bit and, and be just a little bit more mobile. Like he does not, he, he doesn't look far off from the build he's had in the past, but it, it just doesn't work. I, a lot of people have that opinion. So uh, you definitely could be right. Mm -hmm. um, I came away from that thinking, there are going to be conversations over the next couple of weeks of what would it take. Definitely. And and there should be, and yep. those will be conversations that they have with potential head coaches. So that's the route George Payton took. The route Greg Penner took, like I said, he mentioned the word glimpses or flashes with Russ. But then he also <clears throat> said, this was a long-term commitment that we made to Russell Wilson. And to me, it was almost like putting it just a little more on George. Like, it may not be that easy to get out of this. You, mm. you, you, you got to figure this out. You got to guess um, Because remember who made that long-term commitment? It was the owner's money presented by George Payton. So I, I think that was interesting too. Yeah, there's a lot a lot of um, reading between the lines that you have to do there. I also felt there was a lot of tension in the room. Uh, it didn't feel to me like two guys who were like on the same team coming out here to tell you about how we're going to lead this organization to the promised land. Even like a Joe Ellis, John Elway to me always felt like these two are a team and it did not feel that way to me. It felt like this, this guy was already here when we got here. And, and that, I think, you know, we outlined that already about the, what, what, where George Payton stands within the organization. I mean, we're talking about essentially $300 million dollars that he threw out there that were, mm -hmm. it was all wrong. Mm -hmm. It was. And uh, what happened this year in terms of giving out contracts? How many people got extensions? None. Hmm. I think ownership may have said, you're done spending no more our money, money. <laughs> for, for, for a little bit. Let's reevaluate at the end of the year. Um, that has been part of the conversation. Damn. Reminds me of when my mom said I had to start paying for my own gas. Oh, mm. man, that's tough. When did it happen? 15? Yeah. You're so, just so low riding at 14? Uh, a little after that. <laughs> <laughs> um, <sighs> what, a, what a place. What a place the Broncos find themselves in. It's not a good one. It is not a good one, but they could dig themselves out of it by hiring the right head coach. And mm -hmm. let's talk about... Our predictions, who we think that is. But first, I got to tell you about our friends over at Breckenridge Brewery. Do you guys think maybe uh, Greg Penner has a beer with uh, the last person that he ends up hiring? I, don't I think, guess the last candidate? I don't think Greg Penner drinks beer. Mm. Based on absolutely nothing. <laughs> he seems like a wine, wine. Yep, mm. wine guy. I, That's based on something. Yeah, I guess it is. <laughs> I guess it is. Um, well, maybe George, maybe George Payton is the one that has a beer on like the second yes. interview with them, and they should crack open a can of Breckenridge Brewery. Even come down to the DNVR bar, have it on tap. And if you want to join them in having a delicious Breck brew, check out breckbrew.com where you can find their beer locator, which will show you the closest place to get a draft. It'll show you the closest liquor store to get some beer. Even get the Christmas, kale, uh, Christmas ale keg 
which you can still get now. Still a great thing for parties this weekend with the New Year's rolling around. So that's what you need for your New Year's party. Get yourself some Breck Brew. Uh, also, check out our friends over at DMVR. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I was about to say DraftKings, but I think I was early on that one. You were. Yeah. Um, great time to become a diehard at DMVR. Not only do you get you know 20% off merch always, 15% off your tab at the bar always, uh, exclusive deals, exclusive content, um, but you'll also get an inside look at this coaching uh, coaching search from Zach and Henry on the website. Um, already got articles out there, more to come. You'll have you know our predictions, our rankings, all of this stuff over at the dnvr.com. Um, and on top of that, you get all of that for all the other teams. Uh, you know, if you want teams that are successful right now, you could check out yeah. uh, our Nuggets coverage or our Avs coverage. Maybe even soon enough, our Buffs coverage will be a successful team. They're definitely having success right now. So uh, head over to thednvr.com, become a diehard, and get in on all of the awesome deals you can get today. And also go and uh, make sure that just get some health insurance from Denver Health <laughs> Medical. I couldn't think of anything. My my mine just went to like if your arm falls off or something. It's like I don't have anything to. No, it's because you're in the comments section again, Henry. That's why. Oh, sorry. I know. I know what we can say about Breckenridge Brewery and us. <laughs> it's my bad. Uh, th- they were trying to compare Caleb Williams to Zach Wilson. Somebody has to speak up. Um, but yeah, I mean Denver Health Medical. Fifteen percent off the bar. Yeah, not fifteen. Not fifteen. 15. Not 15. <laughs> sorry. Fifteen. Still a good wow. deal though. Not as good, but yes, very good. Great deal. Denver Health Medical. If you've been eating a bunch of um, really greasy bar food like uh, what is oh, like the poutine if you're having that poutine for every meal you might want to get Denver Health Medical because That's it's sure. uh, great insurance plans um, and you can sign up right now through January 15th it's open enrollment um, and uh, they have a bunch of different Elevate exchange plans they have great benefits um, adult dental adult vision lower monthly premiums than any plan currently on the marketplace uh, and they've added mental health benefits for the regular copay go online to check out denverhealthmedicalplan.org or call 303-602-4912 before we get uh going on the next segment i did ask the chat do you feel better or worse based off of the conversation you guys were having um after hearing penner and peyton and the chat Yikes. has been split a lot. Um, it keeps flipping. In the poll, you can see right now, 51% of the vote says worse. But a minute, like a few minutes ago, that was better. So it people are really split on the decision. And the comments are also agreeing with some of your takes and disagreeing with a bunch, too. So it's really split on how they're feeling. They're walking that tightrope that I'm walking. <laughs> yes, exactly. I feel pretty good about my same take. Fan? Yeah, you're right. Down yeah. The fans <laughs> almost always lean towards... Optimism, maybe even more than oh, I do. Boy. You would think this would be ninety percent. Yes, better. I really yeah. do. And oh. it was at first. It, it started off really positive. It really keeps flipping. I. That's wild to me that it's even close. To be really? honest, really, I see. I just don't see the negativity. Being on, I just don't see it. It's good. That's good. Yeah, I'm glad we all have uh, yeah. different different <laughs> views here. 50, I'll keep the now. poll open until the end of the show, and you guys can kind of go back to it and see if we get. We've got 155. Now it's 50-50. See, um, we've got 156 uh, people voted. So there we go. So keep Crazy. voting. And uh, so, what are Greg Penner and George Payton really? Greg Penner, since he's leading this, what is he looking for in his next head coach? We we got 
a glimpse, a, a little idea of it. I don't think it was as much talking about that as other things, but we got an idea of that. Did you guys pick up on that? Go ahead. The the two main things that Greg Penner pointed to was leadership and culture. And then he went through and listed some things he views under that. Accountability mm -hmm. uh, was a big one. There was some branches under that. And then, of course, winning and not needing a long time to turn this around. He, he didn't say the word rebuild, but he made it clear this yeah. is not a rebuild. This team can win next year, something that, uh, you know, John Elway was never going to say either. Always believed that. So those are the two things, leadership and accountability, or leadership, culture, and accountabilities mm -hmm. in that, being able to hold people accountable. Really quick, after hearing that, do you think that Greg Penner would have ever hired Nathaniel Hackett? No. Uh no, obviously, but I do wonder if Nathaniel Hackett is the reason he is so sure that is what he's looking for. Mm, fair, fair. Like, if he hadn't lived through this, if it was first time, maybe. But I, no. I got to be honest. As we go through this search, I will be evaluating every coach based off of how well I think they would be the CEO of Walmart. Mm, wow. And, you know, a very interesting oh, thing based off of that is when he started that answer, he said... I've worked with a lot of CEOs in the yep. past, and this is what I'm looking for. Right then and there, they told you CEO type head coach. He they're not going to be like Mike McDaniel mm -hmm. would have never even made right. it across right. the right. desk. Right, a right. uh, 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 goofy guy or yep. just an offensive guy yep. or this defensive guru that only knows deep. No, or a genius and quote unquote. And not just yeah. with that, but other things. How they talked about this isn't just about fixing Russ; it's about offense, defense, special teams. Yep. When so, he, that's a great point, Ryan. When he brought up CEO. I said, stop. Yeah. There we there go. There it is. There, don't even waste your time with the uh, yep. the young guru. Yep. Uh, and so I, I'm not even joking. That's how I'm looking yep. at the coach. Yep. How would he be a CEO of a company, especially their company? Yep. Uh, and that's how they're going to make this hire because it's not a football group. Right. Mm -hmm. It's a business group. Yep. And that mm -hmm. does not mean this can't work. Uh, oh, totally. you know, a lot of coaches are more CEO types. Uh, and I think you most know, of the good ones. Yes. Yeah. And I think especially as you the longer you're with an organization, the more you become that. You know what I mean? Like, um, I don't know. If, I don't know if Bill Belichick, maybe he was because he's coming from the the um, special team side, which those are usually they say like, oh, the special teams has to coach the whole team. So they're generally more that type. But like Bill Belichick has essentially become the literal CEO of the Patriots. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like. He's in charge of everything. So the longer you are with it, which is, I think, why a lot of them end up looking like that when they're really successful. Um, but I, it certainly influences who I think is going to be a candidate. Realistically, can a CEO type be a really young and up-and-comer? Up no. Realistically, I, I, I agree, no. It's just, it would be weird to be able to know that. The one guy you look at is Gerard Mayo, yeah. just because he lit has, like, literal business executive experience. But yeah, I mean, it, I think that I, also, I think that would be the one that I would say, yeah. yeah. And I also think there's an exception there, not just the business background mm -hmm. that he has, but he's been on the scene. I think he's had interviews the past True. couple of years as well. So it's mm -hmm. not like he's a uh, he's not a Mike McDaniel where this mm -hmm. is his first head coaching interview, or a Kevin O'Connell where he's going from a quarterback coach to uh, being the head coach of a team like that. Mm -hmm. So, but but I agree that that's one name to throw yeah. out there as well. Uh, and then one other thing. When it comes to experience, I asked George Payton how important experience is because Nathaniel Hackett, first-time coach, didn't work. And he said it's not – you don't have to be experienced, 
But I think when they went and talked about it over and over again, experience is going to give you a leg up. Definitely. And so that plays into the CEO type role. Again, like if they're willing to just blow a bunch of money on this, which I really think they are, it opens a lot of doors. They said they were. What the yeah. the new head coach was going to have every resource they needed. Exactly. And that's why like I don't think you need to worry too much about oh, I think this guy might be a diamond in the rough here. That's not who I think they're looking at. I think they're looking at just the top tier A-list big name guys. And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. But I think there's a few names that stemmed up at the top of the list and that's where they're going first. Shall we give our first prediction, our initial prediction? Our first so this is who you think it will be. Yep. Not who you want. Oh wait. Who you want. It's who you think? It's Wait, who you, it's who you we think we're, we're giving. We're going both. Yep, we're going, yep, we're yep. gonna give both. Oh, okay. The three you gave were your want. Your want. Oh, thank goodness. The I one I you're about up. to say yeah. is who you think mm -hmm. it will end up being. This is more important. It's better to be right yes. than feel good about yourself. Yes. <laughs> I don't know because last time I had Mike McDaniel as my number one, so I would have rather felt good about. Well, sure, sure, sure. I'm saying <laughs> in one month when they hire a guy, you want to be like, told you. All right, Zach, start us off. Jim Harbaugh. Talk about a CEO that has only had success. And by the way, who's who's going to be in the search group? Condoleezza Rice? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, Jim Harbaugh? Where was he the coach? Stanford. Stanford. So a little mm -hmm. connection there already. Jim Harbaugh, it is very clear year in and year out. He wants to get back in the NFL. I mean, heck, he interviewed with the Indianapolis Colts last year, and the Denver Broncos have the money to do whatever they need to do to get him. You talk about a CEO guy that's going to help special teams, defense, offense, and maybe most importantly, come in and tell Russell Wilson no. You think you think Jim Harbaugh is going to be afraid of Russell Wilson? Absolutely not. He's going to hold everyone accountable and then be able to win next year as Greg Penner wants. And I think a reason Greg Penner wants that is two reasons. Rob Walton, he doesn't want to rebuild for Rob Walton. Rob Walton wants to see winning happen. And then also the other reason is Russell Wilson is under contract for three years. So this is something where I think that uh, Jim Harbaugh, all he has done is won. He's been a head coach in the NFL for four years. He's made the conference championship games three out of the four Sheesh. years and made a Super Bowl. So mm -hmm. I just think everything we learned today, he, he fits every single box. And I also think... Jim Harbaugh, outside of winning a national championship, we had, which he has the opportunity to do this year. I don't think he will, but he's done everything he needed to do for the University of Michigan. He wants to get back, and I think this is a perfect spot. And, Ali, really quick, these aren't for this graphic yet. Oh. <laughs> um, Jim Harbaugh makes $7 million right now. Oh, That's easy, pennies. Easy peasy. Uh, I, don't, I don't remember who it was, but I saw last night that earlier this year, a head coach was offered a four-year, $100 million contract. Yep. That was Sean Payton from yep. the Dolphins? Yes, yes. Was it? Yeah, that's right. Yep. Yes. So that's the type of money that a great head coach could get. To put in perspective, like, he could get a f raise times four. Yeah, I mean, at least double is what I think the Broncos would be offering. And yep, Definitely. And then also the buyout of Michigan. <laughs> Give me a break. Yeah, Whatever it is, mm -hmm. I don't even know. the The older the contract is, the less it probably is. So I don't know when he. I think resigned. it's pretty new. I think maybe last off. I think it was the same. It was right after the COVID year, which would have been twenty twenty. Because remember, he gave his salary um, back to the university, I believe. 
uh, or back to like coaches and the community yeah. and stuff. I, th- I think it's a pretty big buyout at this point. That doesn't matter. Though. I agree. No, it's it's all irrelevant. Yep, totally. Anything that is money related has no relevance in this in this conversation. Which yep. was the most important thing with getting an ownership group. That's why the Broncos initially knocked it out of the park. So it says Coach Jim Harbaugh will receive a base salary of seven point zero five million yep. this fall. And 7.6 in the final year of his contract, which runs through the 2026 season. He signed a yep. five-year deal following his most successful season, so last year. Yeah. So, brand new deal. Um, and he did interview with the Vikings last the year. Vikings, okay, the Vikings, okay. It wasn't the Colts. Not last year, but they also he also interviewed with the That's Raiders. what I'm saying. He wants back. Mm-hmm. And this is an opportunity where he may turn this down, but I think what's going to happen is kind of what we hinted at in the first segment Jim Harbaugh is going to come in. They're going to keep George Payton, maybe just till the draft. Uh, but even if they keep him after, it's going to be, this is Jim Harbaugh's show. And maybe George Payton fits in perfectly because George Payton has been an assistant general manager and a good one and a very good uh, personnel evaluator for a long time. It'd yep. be a great role for him, kind of exactly. being that that 1B to, to Jim Harbaugh. Totally. I should have gone first because – I think I know where this is going. Henry, who do you think it's going to be? Uh, I said it yesterday. I think it's Jim Harbaugh. I've got the same one. <laughs> I, I honestly think it is. It all just lines up. Again, $7 million. Again, that's that's before incentives. So they made the college football playoff this year. I'm sure that bumps it up like a million bucks, and maybe they win it, and that's worth whatever. So maybe $10 million is more accurate for the actual money. But still, like, John Harbaugh gets $12 million. We can We can outpay his brother, right? Like, that, that doesn't... If the Dolphins can afford $25 million for a coach, the Broncos can afford well over that. Exactly. The the, the money is going to be no issue. And Ty in the comment section says uh, Harbaugh's co- buyout is $2.25 million. It is. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> Which is insane. I can't believe Michigan did that. Dion's yeah. is higher, right? Of oh, course. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dion leaves in the first year of his contract, it's $15 million. That's like a Carl Durrell buyout. That's jump change to the Broncos. But, I mean, for, for like, Stay another school, away. that's... <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I'm actually Zach afraid of Michigan it. if the if oh. the Broncos go take Harbaugh, Ooh. Michigan trying wow. to come steal our guy. Well, then who are you taking? Uh, do you think it's gonna be Jim, or are you going a different direction to save Prime? Again, I have to look at this as who would be the best CEO for their company. It has to be Jim Harbaugh. Mm. Yeah. Just by the way, we did not talk about this. We did not, and I show. hate no. that we're all on the same. We're yeah. on the same page. Yeah. I said yeah. mine yesterday on the show. I know. Me. I know. I actually didn't uh, didn't even pick up on that. So that's good. wow. Oh, <laughs> that's good. Good. I picked up on it, and it sparked a thought in my mind. I've been thinking about it ever since. I know the Condoleezza Rice thing. I'm pissed that you said that because I thought that was gonna be my <laughs> one thing that I was be able to yep. say that was different. It all just makes so much sense. Yep. They are going for the splash, the home run, mm-hmm. the blow everyone away, the, the flash, prime. the money, <laughs> the everything, you know, um, to make everyone say this is different. The Broncos have been doing this like little dance for a while here where it's like, oh, we really like Vance Joseph. Like we interviewed him for the defensive coordinator job and we think he's a diamond in the rough, like a guy that only a few other teams are interested in. Vic Fangio, it was like, oh, yeah, we're going to give this guy a chance. He's never gotten it his whole career, like, blah, blah, blah. Um, Nathaniel Hackett, oh, the vibes are amazing. Have you guys seen Ted Lasso? Mm-hmm. <laughs> These guys are coming in, and they're like, no. Those guys are Watch like- this. Uh, Jim Harbaugh, how do you feel about a seven-year, $150 million contract? Like, mm-hmm. He says he feels great, and then he says, how do you feel about 
a 688 win percentage in my time in the NFL, which, by the way, to put that in uh, in comparison, that would be the second best win percentage of all Denver Broncos head coaches ever, only trailing who would you guess? Dan Reeves? No. no. He's better than Dan Reeves. Oh, John Fox. John Fox. And you know <laughs> yeah. what John Fox had with him? He had Peyton, Peyton Manning. Manning for all yeah. but one year. That just shows how yeah. good Jim Harbaugh's 68% win percentage is, is. It took a guy having Peyton Manning in order to, to be the only one that's better than him. And again, in four seasons, three conference championship games mm-hmm. and a Super Bowl appearance with Alex Smith, who mm-hmm. at that time was a very underwhelming quarterback. And then he made Colin Kaepernick a borderline pro bowler. And what were the 49ers doing before that? Oh, they just hadn't had a winning record in eight years. Yeah. And then they go to three straight NFC Championship games with the Super Bowl in the middle. Also, that winning percentage, that's 11.7 wins a year. Sounds pretty nice. The Bronx, and let's just be really clear about this. No one, not Michigan, not anyone, not anyone in professional sports can pay Jim Harbaugh what the Broncos can. Nope. No matter what the number is, if he's their guy, they'll pay it. And on top of that, as I think we're very clearly finding out over these past 24 hours, specifically this uh, today, they're willing to give him whatever power he wants as well. Yep. And I think that's a huge thing. And that, that's why he flamed out with the 49ers, is because he fought with everybody. And again, it's this weird structure where they had a strong GM, and as he kind of ascended and got better and better and thought he should have more control, well, the GM's also sitting there saying, like, I shouldn't lose power because, look, I've helped build these teams too. That's why you just bring him in, say you're the guy. That could help. The only thing that I think would stop this is Jim Harbaugh just saying, like, I didn't really like the NFL. The fact that he's taken two interviews already tells me he's not out on the NFL. And uh, his camp is also continuing to put out there for the past two months that don't close the door on the NFL. He's very happy at Michigan, by the way, but don't close the door. You know what that's saying? Give me the money. Show me the money. Who do they play? And I'll be back. Um, they play TCU. TCU. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So they might actually go to the national title game. Yeah, yeah. they'll lose though. And then <laughs> they'll probably get smacked by Georgia. Probably. Uh, but you know when that happens? The national championship game? It's the day after the Broncos season's over. So yeah. they could hire him right away. Well, and what I was going to say is they hired him right after. <clears throat> I just have a feeling that you're right about Jim Harbaugh saying, I think I've taken like, I beat mm-hmm. Ohio State two years in a Twice, row. Yeah. Um, you know, I got us to the national championship game. I don't think – maybe he doesn't think this, but, like, deep down in his heart, he probably knows, I don't think I'll ever be able to beat these SEC powers. Yep. Yep. So yep. let me go back and do the one thing that I haven't done yet, um, which is win a Super Bowl. Yep, and, and that, that's just why I think it's him. And college football's harder. That grind, when you're constantly recruiting, you're constantly re-recruiting your own players, the transfer portal. Oh. Like, these off, like coaching the NFL, time-consuming. Hard job. Not even close. Off-season's a lot better than it is in college football. It's not even close to as no. hard as it is in college football. And I just think he fits exactly what the Broncos are looking for. The CEO, mm-hmm. building the whole team, and also being able to work with quarterbacks that maybe aren't at their prime, but still get a lot out of them. And Henry touched on this. Mm -hmm. There is a downside to Jim Harbaugh. He wears on people like crazy, especially at the NFL level. That's fine. 
for the Broncos. Kind of need a guy you, who can wear on people right you, now. You, you An asshole's him, perfect. You, yeah. you give him a seven-year, $150 million contract. Let's say he makes it through four years, but it's, I'm not going to say three conference championships, but it's it's a it's a Super Bowl in there, Ooh. and then he's out at the end because he just gra- grinded on everyone. Too. That, that's fine. Yeah. You know what the Broncos need? And George, Greg Penner said today, they want to win now still. So great. Mm-hmm. Do that. Re- reset things because you know what the Broncos do? they don't need a uh, another young and upcoming coach that they think is going to be able to carry them for the t- next two decades. Mm-hmm. That's not what they're looking for. So I didn't know that we were all going to be on the same page with this. I feel very passionately as Jim Harbaugh. And uh, should we dive into now who we want? Well, real quick, I just want to say um, that is the one part of this that made me feel better watching that press conference is I realized they're going to get whoever they want. Literally, the only people they can't necessarily get are current NFL head coaches. But if they wanted Sean Payton, <laughs> they could have him. I don't know about that. Well, yeah. actually, no. I think you can thank the Los Angeles Chargers for making the playoffs last night for being able to get anyone you want. Because I do think that if Justin Herbert and the Chargers were available, I think the Chargers would be able to get Sean Payton over the Broncos, maybe the only yep. guy. But now that uh, Brandon Staley's staying around, and, and he should. And I, I mean, think they Sean McVay the playoffs. as well. Um, sure. And, 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 a lot yeah. of people have said yeah. he's going to take an L.A. job. No, I agree. I agree. But I think you can thank the Los Angeles Chargers for now opening up Sean Payton. Maybe, yeah. In the end, the Chargers couldn't pay the Bron- couldn't pay Sean Payton a fraction of what the Broncos. Were. I think I think Sean Payton though would choose a quarterback over money at this point. I would be career. smart. I think so. Yeah. I w- and, yeah. And I think he's more about legacy now. But now that that's probably no longer on the table. So a lot of people have said the Cardinals. We'll have those Is conversations. That a better, we actually had the conversation. Is that a better situation than the Broncos? Maybe not even. I think so. Man. I mean, right now you just feel like your hands are tied with Russ. You have sure that next year you have Kyler sitting out, but gonna say. there's still some upside there. Well, we'll we'll dive into that yeah. on where the Broncos' job stands among the other jobs. But let's dive in right now. Um, first, want to give a shout out to our friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook. It's bowl season. It's still the NFL, and they're going to give you an opportunity to win $150 in free bets by placing a $5 money line bet on any NFL team to win. And if they do, you get $150 free dollars in your account plus the winnings on top of that. Or You can take that deal and use it for college football as well on any bowl game. Pick a team to win, and if that team wins, you get $150 free in your account. You want to bet on John Harbaugh to win, or Jim Harbaugh, I'm sorry, to win the entire thing so that he becomes the Broncos' next head coach? Place $5 on Michigan to beat TCU. You get $150 in free bets. So check them out. Uh, Use that promo code DNVR over at DraftKings Sportsbook to get this, and make sure to use that code DNVR and see our show notes for details. And make sure you're following along with the American Raptors. They play some uh, some good rugby out there to, at uh, Infinity Park in Glendale. And uh, you can get free tickets to all their games. You can watch all their games at uh, AmericanRaptors.com. You can also follow along with our guy Colton Strickler, who is covering the, the Raptors for DNVR Rugby. So check that out. Check out the American Raptors. It's fun stuff. All right. And... Uh, Really quick, let's hit our DraftKings Sportsbook pick of the week really quick. Guys, what do you have on tap this week? Henry? Um, see, what I really wanted to do was parlay the Nuggets tonight and tomorrow. 
because they have that back-to-back at Sacramento. But you can't, can't do, that. do that. So my pick of the week is just going to be you take the the money line tonight, which I think is minus 170 at the moment. I'm trying to pull it up, make sure. It is minus 155. Oh, minus 155. There you go. So you take it, minus 155, hit that, put your winnings on the the same thing tomorrow night. You have a little Nuggets Nuggets parlay, which is fun. You could just give out the Nuggets tonight. There you but go. Bet on them twice. <laughs> um, I love. I like betting on the Nuggets. I love, love betting on Nikola Jokic. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so yes. it's gone up a point. I don't think it matters. Um, he is on an insane tear, averaging a 30-point triple-double in his last 10 games. <laughs> that is Let insane. me just say that again. He's averaging a 30-point triple-double in his yeah. last 10 games. 30-point triple-doubles used to be a rare occurrence. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. Um, right now, Basketball Reference has him as a 50% chance for MVP. It's insane. Yeah. And the odds on him being MVP, at least yesterday, were all the way up to plus 400. It might have even climbed. My goodness. Yep. Over 48 and a half points, rebounds, and assists combined for Nikola Jokic tonight. Um, it's actually a really high number because if you think a 30-point triple-double is 50. Yeah. I'm still in. I love it. I love it. And I'm going the Denver Broncos, <laughs> Kansas City Chiefs to go over. Over. Am I crazy, oh. guys? I'm taking the over this week. It is the over-under <sighs> set at 45. Do you guys think the Broncos can get six points this week? Six. Yeah. Then I think I like the over because I just think that's how the Chiefs are going to approach this game. And why did the Broncos <sighs> just hire Nathaniel Hackett? Because they got embarrassed by the 5 and 10 Rams. The Chiefs aren't going to want to mess around, so take the over. And that's our DraftKings Sportsbook pick of the week. We also hit game time? Uh, we have not. Okay. Check out game time. Uh, the single best way, the single best way to get last-minute tickets. Yep. Uh, you wait, you wait, you wait. Maybe if you're feeling really bold, like if you live near a stadium, go get a drink at a nearby bar before the game mm. and just wait and Smart. wait and wait. In like five minutes before the game when you can just walk right over, boom, that's when you pounce on game time. The tickets have plummeted, and you can get – Great seats for very cheap. The only place where you get rewarded for procrastinating, which is a great thing for me because most yeah, that's places... That's favorite line. That's a bad thing. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> it's true. Most places yeah. you get punished for uh, procrastinating at, at game time, you get rewarded. So head over to game time by using the link in our description uh, or in the notes on the pod uh, and get you some last-minute tickets. You want to hand out our top three candidates? For the Broncos coaching search? Yes, and I once again fear that we are going to be very similar. Uh, I think so. Well, should we go 3-2-1 or 1-2-3? I think, is the whole graphic already ready? Okay, it's blank. All right, let's go 3-2-1. Ooh, interesting. Because I think 3 might be the place where there's the most interesting names. Speaking of interesting, well, I'll let Henry go first. I put Mike Tomlin there. Ah, okay. I think he's. I mean, there have been the trade rumors for a while now. I I don't think that's for no reason, right? I also think I love that. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, the the price tag is honestly probably higher Sean for than Sean Payton for a trade. Yeah. Because you're they're actually losing him. Like the, you would actually probably have to give up a, a couple draft picks, which I kind of hate, and that's why he drops down to third. But again, CEO type, 
you know they're not gonna suck. Like what I think they need more than anything is somebody who just kicks everybody in the ass and makes them tough. Like this is just a soft football team at this point, and Mike Tomlin fixes that. You know, uh, he's he's a pretty distant third compared to the top two. I will say that, but but he's number three for me. I'm a big fan uh, of Mike Tomlin. You do have to give up something for him, but he is he has an opportunity to still never have a losing season in over 15 years of coaching. Crazy. The Steelers have <laughs> turned it around this year, so just really really impressive. Steelers have had less coaches. What is it in their history? Or in the last 50 it. years than bit, the Broncos have had in yeah. the last three. Yeah. Um, in the last three, yeah, you go back the past 10 years, I think it's Broncos have had more in the past 10 years than in their history. What a gift. Yeah, it really is. And, and that's just the stability CEO type. But if you're going to trade for a coach, go after the best. Bill Belichick, number oh, three for me. give me a break. The Patriots probably not going to make the playoffs this year how and could he, if you think he's a possibility how could he not be number one on your list um because it's not the most realistic possibility but but i still think things could you could see a change there after not making the playoffs this year um and a, but just putting belichick as number three on your list of candidate <laughs> rankings sounds insane to me that well because you insane. probably are trading a ton to get him as okay. well and just also taking in realistic but Albert Breer last night, and the reason that, that yeah. I don't feel absolutely crazy doing this is Albert Breer last night, a national reporter who's connected, said Sean or Bill Belichick, Nick Saban, the Broncos can have mm-hmm. whoever they want. I think Saban is truly staying at Alabama. I don't think he wants to make a jump to the NFL. That's why I don't have him in here. Um, But Bill Belichick's on my list. Mike Florio said a couple weeks ago that he could be a trade candidate too. Bill Belichick, so there we go. Yep. I just think if you think that's a possibility, he has to be number one. I feel like I'm kind of with Ryan on this one. <laughs> put him up to number one then for me. I'm fine <laughs> no, with that. To, if you want him at number one, put him at number one. I'm unless unless you you're to. saying like it's three first round picks, I'd rather have. That's that's where I think I'm at. Okay. I think it's two first round that. picks, and uh, that does make it. That, that That's why he's three for me. There we go. There's my answer. Well, when the Patriots lost to the Raiders because they threw a ball f- 40 yards backwards and it got intercepted <laughs> and taken to the house. I realized Bill Belichick's not that good of a coach. Um, <laughs> it was all Tom Brady. It's all Tom Brady. All right. Uh, my third different from you guys, Gerard Mayo, uh, M a Y O. Um, I think this is the one guy who could get in a room with this group and just blow them away. And they, in, in the CEO type, you know, by the um, way, he did that last year yep. too. Yep. Um, he, ha- he hasn't obviously hasn't gotten a gig yet. I think he's just a person that might just be the, per- the guy who blows them away. Uh, and I'm only considering quote unquote CEO types. Um, and I think he is the one where I think people like this have a little bit of a desire in their heart to, to do something no one's ever done before. You know what I mean? And I don't think they want to go first time head coach, but there's always that little bit that's like, wow, how smart would we look if we hired this guy and it works out mm-hmm. hiring jim harbaugh and it working out and you paying him 150 million dollars or whatever crazy number it's gonna be no one says like what a move they're just like yeah they they had all the money sent him the bag exactly this is the one that i think uh would would really impress them um uh, and so I, i'll put him on my list as number three because i think uh, i think 
he's going to do a good job somewhere. Boom. Henry, two? Sean Payton. Okay. I mean, uh, what is there to say? I do think, again, you know who my number one is. It's been pretty clear this whole time. But the difference is <coughs> Sean Payton would be the, the Russ Whisperer. He's the guy who you bring in to try yeah. to fix that offense, do that sort of thing. Again, I think the team needs a, a kick in the ass. And I'm sure Sean Payton can do a little bit of that, too. I think he's just second in the rankings. You throw in, you got to trade a first for him, probably. And I, th- I think that, again, to me, he's, he's a pretty easy number two. For me, f- flip, flip my two and three. Put Bill Belichick and number two. Oh, and my, my, my three is Sean Payton. Uh, thank you guys for helping me realize that. But uh, Sean Payton, um, a, an established coach, a coach that is going to hold everyone accountable, a coach that has worked um, with Russell or with, with great quarterbacks in the past. Um, I he's a he would be a great coach and a great hire. I do think he's a little overrated and that's why he's not my number 1 when I think kind of unanimously <laughs> unanimously out there. Um a lot of people think Sean Payton's the number 1 coach out there on the market. I think he's a good coach. I don't think he's the best. All right. Uh he is my number 2 as well. Again, we did not talk about any of this. Um in Henry already outlined it. You're bringing in Sean Payton cuz you're saying he has the keys to unlock Russell Wilson. Yes. Uh, and if that's your plan, then it's a good. Then, then that makes sense. Yep. Um, now I said it today. I have. I don't know if they have any confidence in Russell Wilson, and I still think if let's say Jim Harbaugh came in and said, "Okay, first step, cut Russell Wilson or trade Russell Wilson," I think they would. Their ears would perk up, and they'd be like, "Hmm, right, okay, could we do that?" I don't think they would do it on George Payton's guidance. They would no. do it on someone else's guidance. Um, so, anyways. If you're saying we have to do whatever we can to reclaim Russ, I think Sean Payton is your guy. Um, and, you know, you've seen him have success with older quarterbacks, obviously, Drew Brees. So that would be the move. Also, by the way, I think in a in a past life, Frank Reich would have been on this list for the same reason. But he's just not a big enough name. Um, no. If, if we change the conversation and say, like, okay – here go the five kind of dream scenario guys. Mm-hmm. Then, then that's when we get into you know, is it Frank Reich? Is it Dan Quinn? Is it you know? Yep. I think they level. want a very, very, very hard nosed type of coach too. Someone Fair. that's going to take no BS. And I think Frank Reich just maybe too nice of a guy to fit that. They need someone who can tell Laura in electronics that she needs to get her shit. Oh her. yeah, yeah. But no, manager Laura. <laughs> yeah, assistant GM Laura. Um and should we just say first one all at once? Jim, Jim Harbaugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For really every okay. reason I think we've outlined. I want to outline one more reason. Okay. If this is the route that he wants to go. I think that him and Russ would be a really good pairing. Um from a personality standpoint, but you need someone that all the players, including Russell Wilson, revere. I think the players liked Nathaniel Hackett, including Russell Wilson. I think Russell Wilson liked Nathaniel yeah. Hackett. Now, that might have gone completely out the drain when he took the ball out of his hands on fourth and four or whatever it was in week one. Um, but there's a big difference between players liking the coach and revering the coach. And I actually think Russell Wilson would revere Jim Harbaugh. Uh, and I think that is a huge reason why he's number one for me. But I also think... The Broncos would revere, meaning Greg Penner and all of them would have the utmost respect for Jim Harbaugh and actually let him run the football side, which is a big concern for me uh, after watching that press conference. 
I really hope they get someone that they're not trying to play um, what's puppet master with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's the accountability side, being able to hold everyone accountable and everyone, most importantly, being Russell Wilson uh, and being able to, to put him as a member of the Broncos, put him as a player, just like all the other guys. And so I just think for every reason we've talked about, mm-hmm. he's my number one guy. And on top of it, a lot of the other guys we talked about, you have to trade something for, and you're not yep. just trading a fifth round pick in order to get these guys. You're trading first round picks, potentially even multiple mm-hmm. first round picks. The Raiders had to trade two first round picks, or no, the Bucks had to trade two for, no, the Raiders, who made that trade? For uh, Gruden back in the day. It was the... The Raiders traded for him, I believe, right? Yes, yes, yes. So they, and they okay, traded two first-round picks plus money for him. It'd just be ideal to get your guy without having to give up mm-hmm. anything outside of money. And you see why? Oh well, first of all, you see why he wouldn't take the job. I think that's kind of the elephant in the room is is Russell Wilson. And if you're Jim Harbaugh, when you make your jump back to the NFL, you're gonna have a lot of options. And and there is the whole Russell Wilson thing. Outside of that, though, there are so many reasons he would take it. Obviously, the the Walton's have the money. Condoleezza Rice is like a good friend going back 20 years. Oh, yeah. From Stanford. Like we got, I think we all got tagged in, but just like a John Wilner story from back when they were both at Stanford and he was calling her his secret weapon with recruiting because she was out there talking to kids, convincing them to come to all that stuff. (laughs) I mean, she's been very involved with football for a very long like, time. What kid is like, wow, Condoleezza Rice called me. I'm going to Stanford. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's also 2007. True. So she's like a year and removed. Coach Prime from... wasn't making calls back then. So yeah, <laughs> so true. So true. But I mean, you have that connection as well. You have a defense that's in pretty good shape. It's obviously the Broncos with all the history that they have. And on top of it, you also get a, a, the boost of all these players coming back from injury, hopefully. And, you know, maybe just naturally the team goes from four wins to six wins because of that. If you're a good coach, maybe turn that six into nine, and all of a sudden you're competing for playoffs after a four-win season. That looks pretty good. And there are a lot of other names that we haven't mentioned, and trust me, we're going to break down a lot more than just three names. We're going to be talking about every single one of them because if you're new here, we do this five days a week, if not more. Uh, So we're going to be breaking down everything. By the way, George Payton, they interviewed – 10 candidates last time. He said, if you learned anything, maybe we could have interviewed more. How many got to a second interview? One. See, I, th- I wonder if that's what it is. It might be more of like, we get that second interview to more people. I think he's looking at Mike McDaniel and saying, we, oh, missed, we missed on that it's one. possible. The leaving it all, leave, widening the net may also be an issue because you may be just thinking too hard about it. Don't don't try it. And, and I think Greg Penner, and that was an interesting thing, though. That was something they clearly not talked about because that was George Payton. You could kind of tell him go, he was going rogue, and he said, you know, maybe we need to do more. No, if they had talked about that, to Ryan's point about them not having a plan yet, if they had talked about that, that would have been something where they would have said, yes, we're going to interview way more than we did. I think it's actually going to be the opposite. I think they end up interviewing I less. I, I'm, I, honestly, I think there's just a priority list. You... You call up Jim Harbaugh, see if you can get him. No. Oh, let's call up Sean Payton, see what he has to say. And you work your way down. And if you, once you get through those three big names, that's when the pool really opens up and you start a real search. And that's probably when George Payton's gone too. Yeah. I wouldn't be shocked if we see them interview Evero. Yep. They definitely Which will. we know that they're going to yep. do. Well, actually, super quick, Ryan, on that. Uh, George Payton said they hope to interview 
Yeah. Ever. Oh, how crazy yeah. is that? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, they just did just get turned down from him being one to be an assistant coach. So they interview for Evero? Interim. And Harbaugh. That's it. I wouldn't be shocked. Woo. Wouldn't that be fun? But hire uh, him on the tenth. And that's the thing. That's the only thing I could think of where they're like, oh, they, we can just use the time before he's done coaching um, to interview, you know, other True. candidates that we're interested in. So maybe a Gerard Mayo, maybe, you know, whoever, Sean mm-hmm. Payton, he's, you know, got mm-hmm. nothing going on right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe they do they do, do that. But also there's no rules about interviewing college coaches. Nope. So you, they can interview him the day before the national championship if they want to. They could. In fact, last year he didn't, they said uh, in the ESPN article I was just looking at, he interviewed with the Vikings on signing day. How about that? Inter- interview him this week. Don't mess around. They said they started oh. the shirt search immediately. They're still gathering a list of names, mm-hmm. but Jim Harbaugh should absolutely be on there, and you should get yep. to that. Just got to figure out who you need in the room to interview him. Just a couple of those sorts of things. They know the go. ownership group plus George. You think that's it? There's um, got to be no, more. Patrick Smythe will be involved. Yep. Um, Damani Leach will be involved. That, yep. But that may be it. It may be. By they the might, way, I w- yeah, we'll we, see. we talk a lot about... Um, Missing on Mike McDaniel. They also missed on Doug Peterson, big time. They did. Yeah. And I that was, was one saying. that... That was what... I mean, he was... In I the think very original conversation, yeah. I think he was the think what was Jim Harbaugh is to yeah. this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what were you going to say, Allie? Oh, in the comments. The, no, just the fact that Doug Peterson, they really missed on him. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Also, when we're done here, I dropped my, uh, the link to the hot board. It's like 15 candidates to look at. Let's go. It was at 102 if you need something to read after. Boom. There we Way go. Way too long. And Jared helping us out saying, come on, give the pe- or come on, people, give us a thumbs up. We'd really appreciate it. Let's try that. to get to 200 before the show ends. There we go. Uh, eight thumbs down. Jeez. Wow. Um, <laughs> too much Jim Harbaugh. Got to drown him out. All right. Super chats. Let's do it. Let's hit on first one coming in from Sam says, I think there are people out there that are both uh Gurus and CEOs like Brian Dayball, maybe Frank Wright, though he just flamed out with a washed-up quarterback. I don't think either of those guys are CEO types. Um, I, yeah, they I, are now. It's it, it's tough to say at the time, right? Because any of these guys, it's like, why do you hire a young head coach? Oh, because he was the offensive coordinator of the Eagles. Like it's never because, well, he really managed that offense really well. You know, it's always going to be football-wise until you get that job. But like the Harbaugh's are a good example of guys who are like born and bred CEO types. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know, um, I would say like, I don't know. There's more, but I mean the Gerard Mayo, you're not hiring yes. him to come in at, because he's got great defensive experience. Yep. For sure. Mm-hmm. D'Amico Ryan's is another one who I think he's people one, yep. regard in that way. Yep. <clears throat> yeah. I guess the thing about like Jim Harbaugh is he was at Stanford first. And so you can say like, Oh, he ran a college program. So that would be, the main way you come in is like a CEO type. Yeah, for sure. Sam again hits us with the super chat. Thank you so much. Sam says, leading the coaching search doesn't bother me at all. The bigger issue uh, is the head coach reporting to the owner. The head coach and GM uh, unite to each other with competing interests is what dooms bad organizations. Yeah, I worry about that. Now, we've kind of – you guys uh, – uh, Henry especially has talked me off the ledge a little bit. Good, um, especially with the idea of well, you're hiring Jim Harbaugh anyway. You keep George Payton or some other scouting type to be your mm-hmm. GM. They're in charge of watching all the film. Then when draft time comes around, you bring it to Jim and say, mm-hmm. okay, so here's what we learned about these guys. You know, here's what yep. they do. Whatever. I think that can work for sure. Next one coming in from uh, Marshall says. 
Um, this is not, or this has been mis mentioned, mentioned a couple of times. I read a story that George wanted to wait on the Russ extension and the owners wanted to get ahead of the market. Was this incorrect? Nobody knows is the answer. All those sorts of things. Somebody told somebody to say it and that's how it gets out. So I think believe I think, what you want. And Marshall, this is something that I warned of two things yesterday and this should have been one of them that this is something else that you're just going to keep hearing more and more from, uh, from uh, maybe it's not George Payton camp, but people that like George and want him to stay say. around. Um, and I have seen that as well. And uh, it's interesting that that came out after things have started to go very wrong. So there are many things that I would warn of completely buying into. Never believe a story after everything has gone catastrophically wrong. <laughs> right, right. Because mm. everyone is trying to save face. Exactly. And uh, the owners, Greg Penner, said i believe to the denver post when the team was in london that uh we trusted george on the, or yeah george on this one yeah i don't believe that either because it's yeah. the same situation everyone's trying to save face mm. and that does mean obviously something has to be true i'm just not giving anyone the benefit of the doubt <laughs> okay okay all right next one from casey but, i mean george this did trade for russell wilson yes before the ownership was there yes of course uh next one is from Casey, that's too much. Um, <laughs> sorry. Uh, also, pretty, not what pretty I much said. I yeah. hey, uh, pretty much said Russ has work to do in the offseason. Sure yes. does. Definitely not. Um, the word you used. That's got to be bigger. <laughs> I can't see it. Yeah, after I was struggling, I thought <laughs> I'd just let go. you go. <laughs> uh, from Chandler, go. I got it. what's your realistic top three head coach options? Ignore Harbaugh, Peyton, mm. et cetera, and why? Mine, one, Quinn, uh, no Schottenheimer experience. Two, Callahan, offense guy, overcame OL problems. Three, Reich, former QB. I don't think uh, you should be realistic, quote-unquote realistic, in this. I think those guys are realistic, yeah. Yeah, I just mean, like, this. Is, the things have changed for the Broncos. Um, they're in a very different position where they were than they were the last few coaches mm -hmm. that they've hired monetarily. And so, like Albert Breer said, like Zach has insinuated, Everyone is an option. Mm -hmm. um, but, uh, you know, if we were taking those off the table, yep. I would uh, I would probably go with Dan Quinn or Frank Reich mm -hmm. as number one. Um, it's so, so uninspiring. Yeah. It's a real path to eight or nine wins for three years, and then you move on. And Quinn... Uh, Quinn Quinn is the CEO type. Yeah, I was going to uh, say. If you're mm -hmm. going to do that, a guy that's going to command a lot of respect. And so many people put Quinn and Brian Schottenheimer in a package deal. Remember, Russell Wilson had three of his best seasons in the NFL under Schottenheimer. And then what happened after the third season, which was maybe arguably the best? He left. Yeah. Now, he, he, mm -hmm. he was so... I think if Russ and Schottenheimer loved each other after three great seasons, yeah. why would you leave? Uh, yeah it's kind of and there have been reports that indicate they did not love each other there you <sighs> go yes it's just like harbaugh though right i think russ is one of those people who you not everyone can stand for 100%. long periods of time but then do you want to go right back no. do you want to go yeah okay so no. thank you thank you but, but we'll talk mm -hmm. we'll talk about and this if, too. if i were to go away from like the the big names i think i'd take david shaw over those guys and you know he was stanford. he was my pick in 2017 another stanford guy over Vance Joseph, he's who I really wanted. Since then, Stanford's kind of fallen off. But, I mean, you can't compete at Stanford right now. Like, no. you can't have transfers in. NIL doesn't exist. They don't have football fans. 
So I do think that you can look at what he did there and say, like, that might just be a really good head coach. Obviously not on the level of those other guys, but I think I'd take him over Dan Quinn or Frank Reich, who we've seen before. Talk about uninspiring, I think, at this yeah. point. He's only 50, which is crazy. That is crazy. I mean, he did a great job there. Um, but Henry's right about them not really having a chance in today's landscape. Uh, what was I just about to say? Oh, I did listen to that Dan Quinn podcast that was going around last yeah. year during the coaching search and he's a really impressive individual like yeah uh, i yeah. came away thinking like this guy really gets it sounds nice too though he does sound maybe a little yeah. too nice for what they're looking for and another thing that would be a george payton hire this is this is greg penner True. leading the way yep. yep uh kyle garcia says uh thoughts it felt great seeing an owner up there and not ellis or elway felt like real accountability the accountability was definitely real there's no <laughs> arguing that one they saw what they saw on Sunday and said, we are done with this. Yeah, I just really got the vibes of like, I'm mad about the results, but I don't know how to fix them. That's probably yeah. true. I know. I don't like, yeah. I mean, but, but again, like <laughs> yeah. I just don't think this is all that complicated. Like we've talked about it. You go get one of the three really good head coaches. I'll be concerned if they get past that part. And then you're talking about the, like, oh, is it Shane Steichen or that Bill's offensive coordinator guy? Or Kellen Moore, you know? And I just don't think it's going to get to that point. I just – maybe I'm being naive here. I think if you go to Jim Harbaugh and you're like, all right, we'll give you $15 million a year. And he's like, no, uh, I think I'm going to stay at Michigan. And they're just like, okay, we'll give you $20 million a year. And he's like, no, I think I'm going to stay. They'll be like, okay, we'll give you $30 yeah. million a year. Like, eventually he's just going to break <laughs> and say yes. I like, saw people <laughs> in the comment section, too, saying uh, it, it's – you know, Harbaugh wants to stay in Michigan – you don't do that if you interview for NFL jobs in back-to-back -back years, exactly. and then your camp is also putting it out there. So maybe he doesn't want to work with Russell Wilson, but he doesn't just yes. want to stay at Michigan. You can't Russell get Wilson's him out of there. the one thing. I will say the one reason you could do that is because you know the interest is always going to be there because you have a, you've won yeah. two thirds of every game you've uh, coached in the NFL, and you have things that you want at Michigan. So you're like, hey, I need you guys to lower those transfer requirements or else I'm going to the NFL. True. Uh, hey, I need another new contract or I'm going True. to the NFL. Bump me up to 10. Like you can leverage the interest into your own interests. Um, but you can do that without interviews, though. I just think you're right in the sense that he has hit his ceiling. Yeah. Uh, yes. Or, and kind of understands that the playoff is probably as high as they can get. Maybe they win the national championship this year. Then I'll just make the case, okay, now he's really done everything he can yeah. do at Michigan. Yeah. So be cheering for Michigan. I think that's what you do. What was yep. the um, the line from Coach Prime? You either get elevated or exit. I was going to say the executed, but that's uh, too intense. That is too intense. <laughs> Even for Prime? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but like the point Brian is Kelly. true. Once you like have won a national championship somewhere, unless you just like want to – like you hate Nick Saban and you're like, I want to do this every year and right. take the championship. Whatever. <laughs> right. You can really only go down. Right. Exactly. Exactly. I agree. All right. Next one from orange says the Broncos need to get back to the offense offensive era. We need to trade everybody except in my opinion, Judy and Pat Sertan and get offensive capital and tank for Caleb Williams. I don't hate it. We've talked about it before. Yep. It's, I mean, it's really hard right now to say, okay, a year from now, you can be sitting here two months away from Caleb Williams and you get big cap space and all that. Yep. I love this next one, bringing up another name from Joseph. Says, what about Jim Caldwell to get us through this? I love it just because it's a name we haven't talked about, yeah. but I don't like the idea. Um, Jim Caldwell is a guy that um, 
he's been out of the league for many years now. It just feels like there's better options out there. Yep. Yeah, it's another one of those ones that's like if in a past life, I think it would it would have been a bigger conversation. You know what these mm-hmm. moves are like? The the Dan Quinn, the Jim Har or the um, not Jim Harbaugh, um, the um, why can't I think? What who did we just say? Frank Reich. No, Frank Reich, but Jim, Jim Caldwell. Jim Caldwell. Caldwell. Yeah, 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 the two Jims yeah. is, is tough. Uh, yeah, exactly. And the har- two Harbaugh's. Yeah, um, is that kind of remind me of John Fox? Now maybe not be able to get yeah. him to the level Fox did they in ter- because they John had Fox. Peyton Manning. Yeah, and, and you you if may. It comes to that. But if you have the opportunity to go above <coughs> the John Fox level, which I think the Broncos do this offseason, that's why I say just skip that middle level. But these guys mm-hmm. could all bring the team back to out of embarrassment and yeah. back to respectability. Brent? I do like Jim Harbaugh. I think I take over like that Dan Quinn, Frank Reich tier. Jim Jim Caldwell. Jim Caldwell. Sorry, the Jims. <laughs> Damn it, the Jims. I mean the fact. What, he had three winning seasons out of four with the, those terrible Detroit teams and yeah. got fired. It was one of the, like, the craziest firings in NFL history. Went to a Super Bowl. Like, there's plenty to look at. He's an old coach. He's not around for a while. But, I mean, over Frank Reich, sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Okay. Last one we have time for because we're already late here uh, is from Kyle Garcia. Uh, New Orleans still has rights yeah. to Peyton. Can Denver just trade straight cash for his rights, or does it have to be uh, played out in picks, essentially a buyout? You, you can trade really anything for yeah. anything. Yeah, for, for when it comes to uh, to coaches, you could trade straight mm-hmm. cash. I mean, you could trade George Payton for him if you wanted to. Yeah, like. but the Saints <laughs> are going to uh, – cash isn't as valuable exactly. as picks because you can't buy picks. No. So exactly. it, it would probably be both. It would probably be picks and cash. There's no rules about what you can trade, though. <laughs> right. Back in the day, baseball team traded a broadcaster. <laughs> wow, <laughs> that is incredible. Uh, I don't think you can do that, but you can trade a lot. They're like, we'll trade you Tony Romo. Uh, <laughs> all right, I um, think real quick the poll we got 343 oh. <laughs> people who voted, and it is now at the people are feeling better by 52%. All right, here we go. End it on a high note. An interesting, I think the poll followed the path of the podcast. Mm, it did, it's true. It did. We're feeling good at the I end. I feel much better. As as I often do when we do this podcast, whether it's after a loss or something else, I feel much better now than I did uh, after watching that press conference. Mm-hmm. They m- might be um, a little bit just out of their depth, but they also just have so much money that it might not matter. Yeah. Exactly. And, yeah. And that's one thing we talk about when this ownership group bought the team was they have an advantage that no other team has and maybe will never have is the money to do whatever they want. And yeah. this is when it comes into play. And we're talking like five times more money than anyone else. Yep. Mm-hmm. And we're talking about 10 times more than about 20 of the 32 teams. And even just looking at like Bill Belichick, highest paid coach, 20 million. You've got uh, Pete Carroll at 15, Sean McVay at 14. Like the Broncos ran at like $145 million profit last year. Like you, if you want to take a little cut out of that. Yeah. You're just fine. You're still making a lot of money. Also, you, know? you, you get one of these coaches, your profit is going to go up. From exactly. that, the excitement's going to be up, and they're in this to win, not to make money. Absolutely. Yep. All right. We will cover this uh, coaching search top to bottom. Any name, anything that comes out, you'll want to ride with us here on the DNVR YouTube channel. We just hit 30,000 subscribers, so thank you to oh. everyone who's been here, and here's to the next 30,000. We will talk to you guys tomorrow. How long's it been since you and I roll out? Truck and took a country